grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a magnanimous day. It's your girl, Yammy, a.k.a. Yams B. Sam, and you are listening to Can I Be Honest? Can I Be Honest? So I did not intend on, you know, producing another segment episode of Can I Be Honest, the podcast, um, this quickly. I mean, quite frankly, I just didn't really know if, you know, people were really listening, which is, is not true because I do know because people are listening because of my analytics here on um, Anchor. I know that. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of trying to get used to uh, kind of the flow and, you know, knowing what to do with this thing or how to use my voice. Um or whatever. So I'm trying to figure it out. Either way, I didn't know if I was going to, um, do another episode so soon, but, um, I don't know. I was sitting here, you know, thinking, and for those of you who do not follow me on my blog, please do wordpress.com slash can I be honest LLC. But if you were already following me, you already know this, um, that I recently quit my nine to five. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Those of you who know me know that, you know, your girl just had a hustle, you know, since she could be hustling. And I've always been moving and shaking in these streets since I was a teenager, simply because, you know, just kind of the idea, the idea of uh, what, what, what we say, what we say, I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Your girl always kind of wanted to be, um, that kind of girl, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what most young women grew up thinking about, um, as far as aspirations are concerned, but, you know, when I thought of my future, when I thought of what it would be like to be 32, I definitely thought that, you know, your girl would be on her boss done data. I didn't really know what that would look like. But I mean, definitely being employed was on <laughs> the trajectory to 32 or now going on to 33. Um, and if you don't know, uh, let me inform you. I have a 10 year uh, background in law enforcement and and I had recently left that to start working uh, with a nonprofit that shall remain nameless. And to be honest with you, the, the nonprofit itself and, you know, kind of working with it was a, a, a very brief but beautiful experience for me um, uh, because I got to meet and interact with some amazing, uh, amazingly, amazing and amazingly committed people um, in the community uh, to which I live and um, kind of got to serve them in a little capacity, kind of see where their hearts are, what they were thinking, what they needed, um, so on and so forth. Um, But how many, you know, turn to your neighbor? That sometimes, you know, things are just not as they need it to be. And for me, uh, just kind of the, uh, the, the, it just didn't line up with where I was kind of, uh, going and what I needed to be doing for my life at the moment. Um, most of the people, I mean, 99.5% of the people that I worked with were amazing. It was just that one five, um, that one person, 
who shall remain nameless as well, um, that kind of made it difficult for me to uh, go on. And obviously it wasn't just a person. I'm unmoved by a person per se, but, you know, just kind of all of the things working together uh, led me to conclude that it was best to move on. And uh, so, uh, I mean, what, one or two days into my work week, I was kind of acting like I was going to quit anyway. <laughs> I set up my desk one day and I was like, man, I ain't got to take this. <laughs> Typed up my little letter of resignation on their computer with using their ink and their paper um, and and left. And immediately after I left, uh, the interesting part, I was talking to one of my good friends, Christina Barnhill, um, kind of as I was trying to figure it out. I was talking to my husband, obviously, um, to see if this was uh, a thing that we could do. Um, but I was talking to one of my good friends who is uh, very much like me when it comes to just kind of how we process things. And I was kind of like, uh, I was talking to a lot of people, but uh, her specifically, and she was just kind of like, you know, what if, you know, God is asking you to relent, you know, to release? And I was like, I don't know. And I, I, I released. I, um, and I don't think it was a, a bad decision on my part. And to be quite honest, your girl, aka Tabitha Odette, was uh, not so secretly praying that I lost my job anyway because she wasn't seeing her mommy as much. But this is a general segue into what I really want to talk about, which is the conversations that I had with my parentals, my lovely parental, that is the Reverend Dr. Mario Valse Sr. and Esli Nicolas Valse. M, what was it, MS? I don't know what it, I guess a master of science, MS. Um, that I had kind of before and after um, kind of my decision that also helped give me uh, the confidence I need. I, I mean, I, I don't say this enough and I need to. My parents are probably the greatest um, parents ever. We have not always agreed about a lot of things <laughs> concerning my life. <laughs> and what, I mean, what parent has? I'm, I have a five-year-old now who doesn't agree with anything that I do for her per se, but, um, uh, at the core of it all, they've always been, you know, increasingly supportive of the things that they didn't understand about me, um, and loving, uh, where I needed to be, when, when they needed to be and harsh when, uh, they needed to be as well. Um, but in this instance, I don't know, they were very, um, supportive. So like, <clears throat> kind of days leading up to me just kind of being like, you know, I'm done walking out of this SHIT and I'm out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I called my mom and I was just, you know, coming home late and I had to, I had, had to take my kid to one of the, my work events. And, um, I had been at work kind of all day um, I was going on what 24 or 25 days straight kind of working because like not only was I working Monday through Friday sometimes you know uh, early mornings late hours and then some Saturday or uh, the Saturday this is all February so all Saturdays but I also had responsibilities at the church which I mean 
quite honestly, it's not as much as I used to do, but just kind of the combination of it all. And I was barely showing up as a parent. I'm not going to lie to you. Like Tim was really basically a single dad out in these streets. Um, but I called my mom and I was just kind of talking to her in general. And she was just kind of like, how's everything going? And I was just kind of like, I don't know, mom. I just, I just really, really don't know. And I try not to really burden my parents, which is kind of like the, the, I just, but I just, I don't know. And I don't even know if it's considered a burden to them. They, they probably don't even consider it like that, but you know, I just don't want them to ever feel like the work that they did, uh, you know, to help me uh, get to kind of where I am was, you know, done in vain because they sacrificed, you know, a ton. But I just kind of like, you know, this stuff is not going <laughs> so well, ma. <laughs> and I, I, I just told her just kind of honestly where I was, you know, and, you know, how I was feeling and just kind of like, you know, how it was affecting my health and, you know, things like that. And my mom is a social worker. She, you know, she's been a social worker for, you know, the better part of 20 plus years, you know, maybe 30, I don't know. Um, but specifically now she works, um, you know, in the medical field too, you know, social worker in the hospitals. And she's just kind of like, right, you know, that, uh, <laughs> heart disease and, you know, women, specifically women of color, it's like a thing, you know. Like none of this is worth none of these jobs are worth your stress, bruh. And like you can't, you know, can't go go keep going. You can't keep living like this. This is not okay. This is not normal. And you need to, you know, really reevaluate, you know, what you're doing. And you know, my mom being cautious and careful, mindful of her daughter, and knowing that, you know, I know she knows that I'm a hard worker. Um. And, but she just kind of reiterated, she's like, you're not, it's not, basically, it's not failure if you choose, you know, yourself or your health or your family over, you know, what you're doing. It's okay. You know, God will fig- you. God will help you figure it out. You know, all of this kind of works for the greater good of those who love the Lord kind of thing. And I was like, okay, you know, yeah, whatever. I received, you know, kind of thing. I, I took, uh, you know, basically what she was saying to heart. And, you know, I think that week is when I decided to quit. So, I mean, it's sometimes like, I know why parents talk to each other, but I try not to talk to them at the same time when I'm just kind of out here doing stuff. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I know they talk to each other. And I know that eventually, like, if I talk to one of them, short of me saying, hey, you know, parents, I need this to be between, you know, me and you conversation, the A and B, don't include C kind of thing. You know, the uh, one one of them will reach out. So like if I call my mom and I say, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just kind of like, you know, being crazy or, you know, doing whatever. I expect my dad to call me eventually. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And vice versa. But this time I didn't wait. <laughs> I called my daddy. And I, I like uh, about a week after um I quit. Mind you, like your girl has been working. Like, like I, I went into straight panic mode. I think I said that before. So I was applying, you know, to multiple, multiple jobs. I don't know if you know this, but you can tap out on how many jobs you can apply to on Indeed.com. I think they were just kind of like, sis, slow down. <laughs> but I was also reaching out to my networks. I was texting people. I was like, hey, if you know anybody looking for a you know, that has job <laughs> ABC, let me know. And surely enough, I was able to kind of do some work um, 
um, you know, a pilot, which was really dope. Um, a dope experience for me because I got the chance to connect with a lot of beautiful people. Well, I was still kind of working, you know, I was, uh, and, you know, and things have gradually been progressing since that time. So I um, called my dad, like I, when I felt like I was in a, a better place. <laughs> I called my dad and I was like, hey, daddy. <laughs> and, um, leave my parents are so amazing because I was just telling you know him like it it the feeling of having to start over at 32 sucks like it sucks air that's <laughs> not what I want to say but it sucks a lot and um my dad w- was like yeah I know And just like that, I was reminded that my daddy, you know, was a full grown human being, had a family, you know, a wife, you know, a career, you know, education and had to start all over at like in his 40s. Had to move, you know, from his home to the United States to make a home there and start from scratch. And he's okay. He is doing well. Some would even argue that he's probably better off in in a more better place than he would have been had he stayed where he was. And he didn't like he didn't say all of that, but it's like he was just kind of like, yeah, I know. And it triggered like, ah, this is the bloodline that I come from. We are some bounce back people. And even when I was talking to my mom, she was reminding me of the same thing. I sometimes wonder if, you know, as parents, if they you ever get tired of having to kind of teach some of the same lessons over and over. If if they do, if my parents do, they don't show it. Not with me, at least. And I've, I'll admit that I've been a hard-headed child. But it when they said it or when they reiterated the fact that, you know, from their experience, all things do work for the greater good of those who are called according to his purpose. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, everything is going to be okay. I have had, and I was having this conversation with someone else. Uh, the Bible talks about um, uh, that the love of money is the root of all evil, right? And I, I haven't done like you know exegetical. Uh, I can't even pronounce the word right now. And obviously, I sound horrible. I'm sick, but I had to get this out anyway. Um, but I haven't had like I haven't gone in depth and studied like the text and the root of it and things like that but I was just kind of looking at it from a uh, from an understanding of how I treat money and I've I've always operated from the perspective of a love of money so one of the things or one of the things that um, starting last year that I was challenged with was not to be so uh, 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 dependent on it or not to be um, so consumed by myself being the source of how I provide I think there's a bible verse that talks about like you know why do you worry about like the next day because like 
God provides for, you know, the sparrow. I guess the song is, uh, his eye is on the sparrow. His eye is on the sparrow. So I know he watches over me as well. So, and I'm saying all this to say that starting last year, I started working really hard not to be so consumed by, um, being so financially well off and just letting God do his thing. I mean, and he has. Your girl is minus, you know, student loans and, you know, my mortgage debt free. And he has been providing every step of the way. But I haven't missed a beat. And I know I'm still kind of a couple weeks into this thing, but the peace after the peace I received after I really allowed, you know, my parents' words to really sit deeply within me. All I can say from this pers- this perspective, from this vantage point, things are working out and things are going to get better. I just know it. I don't know what's going to happen, but the minute I stop um, trying to be in charge of kind of my life and just kind of taking the day-to-day steps and allowing him to do him being God to do his thing, um... I don't know, perspective has um, unraveled. And it, all it really took was a simple conversation from my parents just kind of telling me to get my life together. <laughs> Remember the root. Remember the foundation of what we taught. Look at our life. Bro, we are good. You will be okay. And, and the stuff that I'm talking about is not nearly as uh, horrendous as the experiences that my mom and my dad have had to experience in their life. Mm. Anyway, I don't say this enough, but I need to give my parents their roses. Those people are amazing. And the people who know them know that. I don't, you know, I, 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 I don't pretend to be some sort of saint child. I'm not. But I do know what I have. And, bruh, if, if God is doing the things that I think he's going to do, I will spend the rest of my life paying them for what they've given me. Granted, it may not be in the way that they want me to do it. And I'm not saying that I'm going off to be a stripper yet. But I'm just saying, in general, it's just a joke, Mom, Dad, if you're listening. Um, I value them. And just like that. Peace. Thank God for parents, at least for mine. And some of them, some uh, for some of you, they've shepherded and mentored you as well. So, for you as well. Either way, uh not gonna be before you long. But I still kind of sound heady and sicky, so I'm gonna go and just kind of relax. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you so much for um, engaging, and. Uh, I guess until next time with love and prayers. Yummy. Yeah,